thanks for choosing the Looms and Me podcast. I'm Looms, and if you're anything like me, then you're probably doing a pretty passable job of adulting. So I hope this series helps you as much as it's helping me. We are all about growth and realistic self-betterment, both in our personal and professional lives. There's something new every single week, so if you like this episode, then head to looms.me for more. Now, you might not realize it, but you already talk to yourself. You do it all the time. We all do. We tell ourselves stories about whatever is happening constantly, every day, every moment. But what you may not know, however, is that we humans actually have agency in the way that we formulate the thoughts that make up the stories that we tell ourselves. And learning how to be more intentional about my thoughts has started to transform the way that I'm able to show up for the outcomes that I want. And this week, I want to share with you what I've learned so far in the hopes that there'll be something that you can use to bring you closer to the outcomes that you also want. Unsurprisingly, all of this starts with a very, very basic understanding of how the human brain is set up. Despite only being 2% of the body's weight, the brain uses about 20% of the oxygen and in turn the calories that we consume in order to power the more than 10,000 connections that each of the 100 billion cells, it's actually more than 100 billion, are making between each other. And this is why our brains love patterns and shortcuts so much. They save energy and time, but Where this energy-saving functionality actually stops serving us is when the outcomes that we're getting aren't the outcomes that we want. So let's look at a scenario where something has happened, something that is objectively factual. It can't be disagreed with by any reasonable person, and if you needed to, you could prove it in court. So a scenario like, it is raining, or words were spoken to you, Your human body exists. Letters appeared on a mobile phone screen. There is an article in a a newspaper. These are all circumstances, and circumstances are neutral because thoughts haven't been applied to them yet. And a thought is what determines if a circumstance is good or bad, or if it's right or wrong. The circumstance, it is raining, is just an objective fact. It's neutral. If you're thinking to yourself, it's raining, which means I'm going to have a terrible day, then that becomes something that's negative. If you're thinking to yourself, it's raining and I love the rain, then for you, the it is raining goes from being neutral to being positive. Now, our thoughts are usually the product of our background or our upbringing or our past experiences the influences of the company we keep, the content that we consume, the cultures and religions that we subscribe to, and of course a generous dose of societal pillars like the patriarchy, my favorite. And once the brain has processed the objective circumstance that's at hand, it'll relay this back to us in story form using the energy-saving shortcuts it's put in place to make sense of the world. And we react to this relayed story by having feelings. And those feelings then dictate the actions that we take. And those actions result in our outcomes. So what does this look like in real life? Well, I'll give you a couple of examples. The first example, 
let's say that your boss sends you a message out of the blue saying, we need to talk. The objective circumstance here is that words appeared on a screen. Now, your mind might immediately jump to, oh no, this is bad, I'm probably in trouble. Now, this is a, a subjective thought, possibly stemming from past experiences or low self-esteem or your socialization. It could be any number of reasons why this is the, the thought that your brain serves up to you. So let's say that this is the thought that your brain serves up. How this makes you feel, likely anxious, maybe fearful, maybe a little bit sad. All of those feelings set in. But those feelings are caused by the thought that you had. And the thought being, I'm in trouble, this is bad. And because that's the way that you feel, you probably end up taking actions that increase your chances of producing poor work because you're working from a place where you feel anxious and fearful and sad. And you may think that your boss is the one causing your anxiety and all these other feelings, but really it's the thoughts that you have about your boss that are the root cause. And incidentally, this is also why so many people will go from job to job thinking that you know, the next job that they're in will fix how they feel, not really realizing that you will continue to feel the same if you keep having the same thoughts. So if you want to feel differently, you need to have different thoughts. So what if instead of I'm in trouble, when you get that message from your boss, you were able to choose a more neutral thought like, I'll find out why my boss wants to talk to me when we talk. How does that new thought affect how you feel? And what impact would that new feeling have on how you show up at work? Now, another example, this one a little bit closer to my heart because I actually experienced it this weekend. Let's say you have two human beings. One human being is driving a car. The other human being is riding a bicycle. Now, when the human driving a car sees the human riding a bicycle in the middle of a narrow lane, objective circumstance being two human beings on two different modes of transportation, the human driver's mind might immediately jump to this cyclist is selfishly disrespecting me because they think they're better than me. And this, of course, is, is a subjective thought, possibly stemming from the media's attempt to you know, monetize outrage by creating tribes of drivers versus cyclists and leaning on our human desire for tribal belonging or whatever. I'm, I'm not clearly I'm still annoyed about it which I need to do some thought, thought work around those feelings. <laughs> but let's say that is the subjective thought that crops up, right? It's cyclists think that they're better than me. Now, this thought would likely trigger feelings of frustration or perhaps even anger. And these feelings would be triggered by the thought of I'm being disrespected. The actions that are taken, so things like honking, please don't honk at cyclists, <laughs> things like honking, close passing, verbal abuse, perhaps, all of these actions will likely increase the chances of a hostile encounter, again, because our feelings dictate our actions. In my case, the neutral thought that I am working on at the moment is going from this car just honked at me while I'm on my bicycle 
instead of thinking, this person does not care about my safety. A more neutral thought, and one that I'm working to adopt, is the human being driving that car is reacting to their own thoughts. And whenever I think that thought, it takes some of the frustration away because it removes me from the center of that situation and just lays out the facts. Because that's essentially what's happening. It's not good. It's not bad. There's no judgment on it. It is just what happened. And that's the first step to eventually being able to choose or making it easier to be able to choose a thought that perhaps brings about a much more positive feeling. But right now the focus is just on removing the <laughs> removing the frustration. <laughs> it works, but it is very much a process. Okay, let's say, what if instead of I am being disrespected, what if instead of that being the thought that the human driving the car chose, what if they were able to choose a more neutral thought, like, a human being on a bike is one of the many elements of normal traffic flow that I must navigate my car around safely. How would that thought feel for them? And what impact do you think that that new feeling would have on the actions that they take? Thoughts are sneaky too, because they sound just like you. The thought of, I should be doing more with my life, it sounds a lot like it's coming from you. It's in your voice and it's from your brain, so it must be true, right? But somewhere along the line, we picked up, and all of us did, we picked up a selection of narratives that shaped our thinking. And now our thoughts, which stem largely from those narratives, are telling us stories based on all these thoughts which are causing all of our feelings. And this is why having a really strong understanding of or just awareness of the thoughts that you're having is the very first step to being able to get the outcome or the outcomes that you want. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not about positive thinking. It's about intentionally and tirelessly examining the default thoughts and stories that your brain feeds you, and then eventually beginning to question them before starting to refine them. And it's a huge, massive, massive task and it, that requires a lot of consistency and maybe more importantly, the will to feel better than you currently do. If you are happy with the outcomes that you have and you're, you feel good on a day-to-day -day basis, then you don't need to do any of this. But if you're not getting the outcomes that you want, then this is a good place to start. Now, your feelings are the key to understanding the default stories. So the next time you have a feeling that is not helpful, take a beat and sit with it. And then once you've done that, try to describe and name the feeling and try to be really specific about that. I've put a link in the show notes linking to, through to Brene Brown's research on emotions. She's narrowed down the list of human emotions to about 35 different ones, but I know that her current research now is looking at something like between 80 and 100 different emotions. And that link will be updated once she's published that latest round of research. 
So take a look at that and see if that helps you identify the specific feelings that you are feeling. And then once you've done that, find a pen and paper and write down every single thought that you're having about what is objectively happening. So what's happening? What is a scenario that you've come across? And then what are the thoughts that you're having about those scenarios or that particular scenario, let's say? And once you have your massive list of thoughts, or it could just be a small list, there's no, not really a right or wrong size, your mind works the way that it works. Once you have them, you can then one by one start to dismantle the thoughts that don't serve you. And this is where great coaching comes in. And it's what I'm excited to say I'll be offering very, very, very soon. I'm very excited about that. In a world where we have no agency and things just happen to us and we are completely at their mercy and completely powerless to choose our experience of the world or even get a say in the outcomes that we're getting. But in a world where we do have agency, our thoughts cause our feelings and our feelings determine what actions we take. And therefore, we can access whatever feelings we want by interrogating the thoughts that don't serve us and intentionally practicing ones that do. Now, of those two worlds, I know which I'd prefer to live in, and that's the latter. So around here, we're all just going to live in the latter. So I can't help you if you live in the first one. But if you live in the second world with me, then we can all just help each other. All right, that's enough of that. If you made it this far, you're a legend. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this right now. There's a new episode every single week. Tell your friends. If this resonated with you, then share it with somebody that you care about. And be sure to check out the show notes for anything that we talked about today, where I'll be sure to put in any additional information. Thank you so much.